Fair enough. What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 159. We are recording this episode on February the 7th, which is just so happens to be a Tuesday, I think. 2023, joining me this fine evening are James, the Lord of BLP Entertainment. James, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Doing. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just make, doing. I'm making it through. I'm coasting on this week of just like, it's been two days of like, like Twitter being like an absolute cesspool of opinions. And I'm just, um, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if you hear, wow, what a dog... great time to be liberated from social media. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I almost had to uh, throw some like silence a few keywords on uh, on my Twitter. So we'll, we'll see how it goes that. tomorrow. Maybe I will. That uh that other voice you hear would be none other than uh Chris. Chris, how you doing? You know, I just got to catch up with a good friend. Um, my job's getting extended my contracts extended they're gonna hire me full-time apparently nice. so so that means you get benefits and stuff now right yeah probably not till like may but life's good nice things well, are congrats, okay. man that's that's good yeah thanks um, so you know i mean I, I don't know bad shit's happening in the world but I'm what what's fine. been the haps on Twitter? I don't I don't I only go there to see if I have notifications and then it's usually a like invite to a porn website I'm probably shouldn't go to. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. Um, please enlighten us offline, folks, with the ah well the drama here. The drama is uh, it's one of our news topics too, but the drama is that Hogwarts oh. Legacy reviews have come out and people have opinions on whether you should play it or you gotcha. shouldn't play it. And we and, will uh, we will definitely get into depth on that later because but it's in, not only in serious news, Turkey and Syria were hit with a massive earthquake. But remember, Harry Potter is the important issue. Yeah. Well, and the China balloon thing. I read about that oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. That's, That's kind of cool. It was uh, a girl. The what? balloon? Well, they popped it and it was pink or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm glad it was, that the gender of the no wonder the, no wonder China sent it here. Hey, hey, friends. Um, Chris is going to do his best to keep his political opinions to himself today. Fair enough. We didn't ask for that, but that's okay. If you don't want to put it out there, that's all right. I have a uh, job. I have to watch what I say on social media. I know. Dude, I, that's part of my reason for like uh, not really doing much on social media anyway. Also, it's like just, you know, just keep your mouth shut. It's better for I you think, anyway. I think if my boss ever found my social media, um, my my handle would be the start of the problem. And then it'd be all done <laughs> from there. Yeah, for sure. I love that sure. song back in like early, late middle school, early high school, all downhill from here. Oh, I don't remember what band sings it, though. We're going to find well, out together. I'll go to the lowdown and you look it up. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, you you found pressing glory. Question, that wasn't long enough. <laughs> I'm barely started. <laughs> it auto-filled. It was very fast. <laughs> How do I not know that? I love Newfound Glory. I can't believe I didn't know. From that. the top. From the top. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to be part of the conversation, 
or have a pressing question you want us to weigh in on, hit us up on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. You can send us email to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. You can also go check out our website. Like I said last week, I renewed that mf for another like two years, so we're good. Uh, so go check out our outdated website, mostlynormalgamers.com. Uh, you can also check out our Mostly Normal monthly newsletter, which Chris reinvigorated in the recent last week at mngamers.substack.com. Or there's a link there on our website, too. Or hit us up via voicemail text 507-291-2991. And with that, who wants to go first with what we've been playing? Wow, don't everybody jump off at once. I don't even I can go I can go, I can go, I can go. <laughs> Did you finish tune it, Chris? No. Did yeah. we do a spoiler cast yet? No, but if we're no. gonna do a spoiler class, I'll finish it. Finish that shit. Okay, fair enough. I think I could go fight the final boss right now, but so um I think it's really interesting that they like made a different game for the end of the game and said, what if you tried doing this different game for a while? Um, it reminds me of, um, there's like this aha moment you get in, um, the puzzle game, the witness. And they have something similar to that, but I wouldn't have had that had it not been for the instruction manual mechanic. Um, it's, it, I like it. It calls to me in a way where it's like, oh, I'm going to play like multiple hours of this and stay up later than I should. But I don't, I don't feel like the things it has going on make it like a God tier game. Yeah, that's kind of how I was with it too, man. I like really appreciated it and loved playing it when I was playing it. But then when I wasn't playing it, I wasn't like really yeah. thinking much about it. I'm thinking a little bit about it. I I do want to say, so there's a moment where you like end up in a pit and you have to do about seven fights in a row. Mm. And if you say clear six of them and get one hit left before the final one and then die, you have to do all seven of them again. Yeah, that part's rough. I um, so that. I did. I did kick on the you just don't fail mode for that because I was gonna throw a controller at my very expensive TV, and I'm an adult now, so I can't do that. Um, Interesting. See, I, maybe it was the benefit of having uh, Chrissy, my fiance, with me because she what she did during that was she was looking at all of the enemies I was encountering during that, uh, that fight. And she was like, okay, these guys do, are doing this. So do them last. Or these guys are using the, like this, these guys die to bombs real easy. So kite them and throw bombs. And, and so she was like basically coaching me because while I'm playing the, the game, sometimes events are happening Guys are attacking you. You're trying to dodge roll. There's shots coming at you. And I can't think like three steps ahead to go. I know what I need to be doing. So she does that. Like she'll sit online and she'll like, oh, like this enemy is weak to this or this is you should probably try this tactic. And and she'll find these little things. And so she would coach me 
while I was fighting all of them. And yeah, it took me like five or six tries, but eventually we got it down pat to like, okay, I'll take down this one first. And then I take out these guys and these guys and like figure out the strategies for them all. And it works really well. It's just too many rounds. It's seven fights is too many to have to do more than two or three times. It's asking too much. And I had a flawless run and saved the skeletons for last and had full health and full hit point potions. And because I didn't have any bombs left, the skeletons just fucking routed me. Hmm. Like I, I, I was like, Oh cool. I've won it. I got all of my health back from the health potion fountain and only have one fight left and got fucking housed. Hmm. So if you, I just don't think it's well balanced. I don't think it's well balanced. Yeah, I put on the don't die mode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. But like, I don't, I don't think I'm like bad at video games. And it makes me really mad that I felt like I needed to do that. But I just refuse to like it. The game doesn't need that choke point. I don't understand why you would put it there. And there's no way at the point in the game that you get to that to level your skills further like you're kind of just asked to do the thing there's no like other than clicking in the accessibility mode there's no method to say you know i'm gonna go do a different path for a bit and find some more upgrades to make this easier there's nothing you just have to do it on its terms and i think you would have to go exploring i think in order to, like, and it's at a part maybe... of the game where there there's no exploration. Oh, there's no backtracking. Yeah, I don't want to spoil much more, but like it's at a point where the game just says like, "Sorry, this is what you're doing right now." Oh, and gotcha. It's stupid. Like I think it's bad, and like I I'm probably just salty about like thinking I had it beaten and like dying at the very end, but like yeah. it was not fun. The first go around was not fun. The second and third go around was not fun. Yeah, it's cool to figure out like, wow, look how far I've come. I can beat two of this thing now and I wouldn't have been able to beat one of it at the start of the game. But like, I don't, I don't see the value in it. Um, anyways, Is this I don't after the that. quarry? Yeah. Okay. Because that's I where I left off was over at the quarry. and Quarry also kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, maybe that's manageable. But I don't think so. Um, I had a hard time in the quarry, but I, I actually thought the quarry felt pretty well balanced based on when you're supposed to get there. Um, the boss of the quarry gave me a hard time. And like I beat with a sliver of health left and no resources left. Yeah. But then like, I don't know. Anyways. Then the thing happened. So um, it's a good video game. I think technically I could go fight the final boss right now. I've gone back and fought the final boss and died, but I'm like in a place where I think like I could go fight the final boss and end the game, but there's this other separate game that they squeezed in there that I'm more interested in now. I do remember going to fight a boss at some point where I got like my ass kicked instantaneously and then was like, I think you brought this up last week, Chris, or maybe two weeks ago. Like, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here yet. And then jetted out. I don't know if that's the final boss or if that's just a 
partial boss and we don't have to go into it we can save it for the spoiler cast i know that's like a but now we know why stray won independent game of the year man because (laughs) of this fucking i don't know i'm not looking forward to the part that you're describing chris because that would irritate the shit out of me literally my neighbor was like hey pro tip like the game's not really balanced so use the accessibility mode if you get tilted and i was like cool i won't do that <laughs> and then it literally—it was like watching a tetramino fall into place, like <laughs> playing a game of Tetris, and it's slowly dropping down. And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm going to turn on accessibility." I'm going to do it. I—I I don't remember the accessibility features when I played it. I wonder if I don't did either. they add that afterwards? Because I, I had to do that. I, I don't. I think I don't think there was an accessibility feature when I played it. They have a no fail mode. Yeah, I don't I know just, if it was patched in or not, but like it, they have some pretty robust stuff. They have like you don't run out of stamina triggers and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I just flipped on "Don't Die" and <laughs> mashed the X button in anger for about twenty minutes straight. <laughs> I can just see you sitting there, stone face, mashing X over and over again. Look, here's the thing. Tunic's a very good, very creative video game. It uses isometric camera angles in some of the most creative ways I've ever seen. And it reminds me of, help me with the name of this game. The There's two of them. It's an app. It's like an iPhone game. And it's, you're like solving puzzles and you're rotating the thing. And it's kind of like a... God, it's going to drive me nuts. Monument Valley. Oh. It's, it's it's as if you slapped Zelda on top of Monument Valley. And like at its best, I think playing with that camera perspective makes it a very good video game. There's just choices like, what if you didn't have that whole section there after a really hard dungeon? Uh, like I don't, the difficulty didn't feel, I like Dark Souls games. I understand the purpose of difficulty in a video game. I did not feel like that moment lived up to what you can do with challenge in a video game. It felt like putting a boss rush in the middle of a game for no reason. James, do you remember it similarly? Like being no, not, not necessarily. I I remember it being frustrating, but I didn't find it. I think I had a harder time with. Uh, like uh, the very a uh, very beginning section of the game, uh, more than I had trouble with the the little mini like waves that you had to fight in yeah. that in that pit. Um, but I mean, like my experience to Chris's experience are two completely different things. Yeah. What I find sure. hard might be completely different to what Chris finds hard, and and vice versa, right? So yeah, exactly. That's the thing with difficulty is it's a really hard metric to gauge and so when maybe the developers stuck this in there they thought man i really like this is a really cool like feature i really like the now like we're gonna test them they're gonna have to fight wave after wave it's like the they're they're fighting out of like the their their way out of like the pits of hell they've got to free themselves they got to learn uh to overcome this great adversity and maybe they thought hey this is this isn't too bad i can handle these enemies uh, this shouldn't be too much of a tr- trouble because guess what? You've been fighting them all the way up through here. Now just do do wa- uh, several waves of them without dying. And 
yeah, you know what? It was, I got frustrated the first, like the first couple times I lost to it being like, there's gotta be a different way. I must be, I must be doing this wrong. And I actually tried to like go and explore and maybe I went, went the wrong route. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I had Chrissy and then Chrissy looked up and she's like, no, that's the, you have to go that way. So I went back down and she, she just like told me like, here's some strategies for how to beat it. And I did it in three more tries and it was fine. But yeah. that's again, I'm having, I'm having somebody assist me, giving me yeah. the information that I need to, in order to beat it. So in my own way, I had my easy mode be, uh, foreknowledge of like what is the best strategy for each fight what is the best uh, order to do them in right and so that's how i overcame that diversity but to me that was all a part of that experience because this game tunic reminds me of playing games as a child and when you play games as a child you usually have a friend over or a sibling and you're both trying to figure it out while one person has the controller so that was why I love this game so much is because it just felt like being a kid at home playing games with like uh, your best friend. Right. And yeah. that's to me, that was my experience. And just because I love this game, just because I think this game is super special, doesn't mean that other people are going to have that experience. I could tell you right now, if I gave this game to my kids, my kids wouldn't give two shits about it. They'd be like, oh, it's a cute little fox. Find that it's a little hard, frustrating. I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. And they'll go back to playing Minecraft or uh, a Telltale game or uh, my older one likes like zombie games and stuff like that. But like they'll enjoy, they find enjoyment out of different things, but they also grew up in a different era. They didn't grow up in an era where you would literally bang your head against a wall trying to beat the same boss in the same level over and over again, having to use like passwords or having to use... Like they just load it up and play the game, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I do want to say, like, all of my other combat experiences in the game have been like, yeah, like basically throw everything you have at this because you you'll get through it. And so, like, there's three different types of bombs. One type of bomb I have it renew, basically to a, a usable amount every time. The other two types of bombs, I get one of each for the whole combat. Oof. And in order to map them to the D-pad, like to the thing, like, yes, I guess I could like be like, okay, like for this fight, I want to use this one between rounds. But like, if I'm panicking and just throwing stuff to try and scramble and run out of a piece of equipment, like you're not doing it. I'm switching that when there's a thousand skeletons on the screen. Anyways, I I think in a game where it was like easier to recuperate your armament, it would have been fairer, but it did not feel fair. Yeah, I and to be fair, like what what point did you realize like how to? Because I I remember you jumped into Slack asking about the bombs situation and how to replenish them or how to increase your inventory. <laughs> and at what point were you when you were asking that? Because if that wasn't, if you missed out on upgrading all of your bombs by, uh, because there's a mechanic to upgrade your bombs that is not apparent unless you're like really like 
dissecting the manual. Um, if you miss out on that, then yeah, like that's God, I can't imagine having one bomb of like one of your, one of your two alternate bombs. Yeah. Like at every um, respawn. I was in the quarry. Yeah. And I had still not done anything with fire or ice at that point. Gotcha. So yeah. And then like, like, I'm sitting really hard. healthy on regular bombs because mm-hmm. why would I use the other bombs? The regular bombs kill things. Yeah. 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 Anyways, we can, we've talked a lot about tunic for this to not be a spoiler cast. Yeah, I yeah. would like to move on. <clears throat> I think it's a very good video game. I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm harping on the one low point for me yeah. and like the triumph that you get to experience immediately after that is great. Yes. And then the, the whole second half, like you have to understand, like I was like, this game's really good. This part sucks. This game's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a very sharp <laughs> yeah. graph there. Um, well, here, why don't I take it away by instead of like going from like your low point in a, in a video game that's quite good, I'll go to my low point in a video game that's quite good. And it's Hi-Fi Rush. I beat oh. Hi-Fi Rush the other day, and I have nice. a huge gripe with hi-fi rush oh Um, please please prepare me for the gripe because i am that is the other game that i'm going to be playing but i i got too into tunic to keep playing it hi-fi rush is absolutely stellar game it's it's beautiful graphics wonderful music it's got great characters everything's super enjoyable except for one thing they came out of the gate they promised me a rhythm game that you do not get punished for being off beat. You only get a bonus when you are on beat, which is great. That's perfect. Now I can partake in a rhythm game because I suck at rhythm games. Oh, well, I okay, think I'm good is... at them, but I am I am and it's not just straight rhythm. Like your jump there's platforming aspects and the world moves to the like the rhythm, so platforms will move and stuff like that. It's really cool. The platforming but... is a little bit rhythm based. The game is tuned at least on hard mode. It feels like it is tuned for you to be hitting things to the rhythm to end combat fast enough. But so I am, I am, I play it on easy mode because I'm not good at rhythm games. I'm not going to joke, joke around. I played it on easy mode. Um, I played it with, um, uh, through most of it. I would get a D on average for hitting the beats, but I still, I was doing fine. I was playing through it. There's a few parts where it's like, Oh, you have to hit, these certain key like the buttons in in like in time and i wasn't having too much trouble until about the fourth level and in this fourth level you have to shut down some nodes and by shutting down these nodes you have to walk up to them and you have to do a like just basically a quick time event uh Mm -hmm. by hitting these buttons on the beat and then it shuts it down however the final node was extremely difficult because it had like multiple different um basically there's like push the button on the beat hold the button release the button and then like they're just jumping through them then they they have some that are really fast but if you mess up at any point at any point you you do it all over again Mm -hmm. i was stuck there for 45 minutes oh geez yeah and i for the life of me could not figure out 
what time I was supposed to be hitting the button at because every time I thought I would hit it at the right time, it was wrong. Anytime I did it too early, it was wrong. If I did it like eventually found out I had to like start pushing the button before you would think you would push the button. But mm-hmm. even then it was a, such a struggle. I didn't know what time to release the button at when, like, when it was like those hold bars, it was so infuriating. And so I go into the difficulty setting. So I was like, okay, I got, there's gotta be an accessibility um, option for just skipping these things because somebody doesn't have fast fingers for jumping back through these buttons mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got difficulty um, mobility f- fu- function. Like they, they're not going to be able to do this at all. Um, and there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing to provided for like, to make like to skip those sections essentially and it's not to say that this is like because i later in the game at the very end of the game there's there's like a montage where your all, all your team's fighting the big bad and you literally like it's given you all the buttons you have to be pushing and if you miss them it just keeps going like it doesn't matter like it does matter like it changes your score or whatnot but like it's not like you have to sit there for 45 minutes trying to hammer out the right button combination perfectly. If you skip, if you mess it up, it's not the end of the world. And that's what frustrated me is like there was later in the game, it was fine. But like here at this point in the game, this specific moment, it wasn't fine. And it just drove me nuts. Immediately mm-hmm. after I completed that, they decided like the next thing you have to do is run from like a, a death barrier or a death wall, essentially. And the first thing they stick in front of you is like, you have to summon one of your buddies who has like, he can punch giant boulders out of the way and you have to use him, but you also have to get his timing precise or else he just jumps away. And then you have to resummon him and doing that twice is too long. So you die to a death wall. And I was so angry at that point because I just spent 45 minutes pushing this button combo. I died like five times or t- five or six times with uh, trying to get away from the death wall. And I pretty much, I, I was like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm not going to beat it. And I needed like a day and a half to cool down. And <laughs> I eventually got it. It took me like 10 or 15 tries to do it. Like, And the rest of the game, for the most part, was fantastic. There was only a few more of those like you have to hit these buttons exactly or else you're, you're doing this forever um, moments. But I managed to beat the game. It was good. I enjoyed it. I just, fuck. There needed to be some accessibility features. I really want there to be at them to be added because I think that it's going to be a barrier that prevents a lot of people from enjoying a really fantastic story and game. Yeah. That's weird too that like you noticed the button timing was off not at any other time but this time. Yeah. That's I mean real strange. I had I think my first exposure to one of the sequences James was alluding alluding to probably in like the second level I think and I used to play Guitar Hero on Expert and I had a hard time hitting the timing correctly on it and found it frustrating. So I imagine as they increase the difficulty of those, it would be maddening. Um, The game adds a parry mechanic in the third level that requires like actual expert timing in a way that none of the rest of the game has required of you landing on beat. 
Mm. And um, it, it like shoehorns a tutorial for that parry mechanic in where like you literally have to do it right or else you can't proceed in the game. And I was like, yes. wow, I wonder how many people just quit playing this video game. That'll be exactly where I stop. I am always, like, it doesn't matter which game it is. I'm terrible at parrying. Like, like my man, I beat Sekiro and I couldn't, I could barely do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's, it just is not, it's not, it's not fun. But that's um, the beauty of like, so everywhere else in the game, when you have to do those parry instances, because like essentially you'll get into a fight with an enemy and then it'll like bring up this bar and it's like, this is the rhythm you have to parry on. And then the enemy attacks you and you have to start parrying at, to that rhythm. And if you get most of them right, you're fine. And and you, you, you pass it. You don't have to hit every single one. You just have to make sure you hit most of them. And for the most part, I could do it with like at least 70% of them. Right. And I'm, and I'm good and I'm moving on. Um, if, and if you don't do it, then they stay in the I'm going to mess you up with this special attack mode until uh, and then you can fight other enemies and then they'll do it again to you and you can do it again. But yeah, um, yeah no, it's you're it. They just need a few accessibility features and this game is near perfect, but it, it's a really good video game, but it's really good. I would call it comparable to Tunic. It's a really good video game, but yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not butthurt that people don't like Tunic or people are frustrated by aspects of Tunic. Even my favorite games I have gripes with. So it's like Tunic is just one of those things that like I, I can see past the, the negativity because I appreciate so much about it. Um, but I still understand that they're there and I am aware that there is there. They could have done better in aspects, just like Hi-Fi Rush. It was a secret game that got shadow dropped like what a week and a half ago. And it's fantastic, but it's got some got some flaws. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I also beat Disco Elysium as well as Mother. So my uh, my big RPG run is uh has come to a close disco elysium might be one of my favorite uh rpgs i have ever played like it's mm. in line with like fallout for me like um it's just so it's so good everything about it like the story was just fantastic and i can imagine how violently different it would be if i played it differently i really tried to make the protagonist seem as redeemable as i possibly could because i don't know i just felt so bad for him uh but you could really make portray your character as like just the worst just the most like <laughs> insane individual and i imagine that experience would be just as enjoyable so i definitely want to do another playthrough of that but uh chris did uh, you ever finish that game or or did you ever? Play I haven't it? had a chance to play it yet. It's oh, on the some list. Oh god! Gotcha. That's that's the thing. It was it was on my list forever, and I finally bit the bullet, and I was I regret passing it up. The when it was coming out, it's yeah, I fucking I love it. I love it so much. Disco Elysium. Um. So yeah, it's been outside. So I've been really proactive. Uh, with beating video games lately, apparently. <laughs> yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, 
It's always nice Impressive. to add another one to your list. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, Marvel Snap <laughs> won't release me from its grip to do that. <laughs> when you roll credits on Marvel Snap. <laughs> oh, man. I have a feeling that's probably not a thing. No, hey, quick cool. shout out. They added the friends versus multiplayer to it. And it's a, yeah. a little bit different take on the mode where you have health bars and you're like betting how much damage you want to do to one another. And yeah, that's it interesting. is real good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dude, I hear nothing but good things about that game. Yeah, don't 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 install it on your phone. Yeah, I, I've tried it. It's <laughs> not my thing. Well, just I, don't I can't. Like, I don't won't. get into it. Don't like. Don't do it. Don't even try to. Yeah, it was definitely one of those games where I was like, I should. I don't play. It's games in my top life. five games from last year. Don't do it. <laughs> John, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I platinumed Biomutant. Nice. Like a madman. Yeah, which was, I mean, for the most part, the game was a lot of fun. I, I'm kind of like uh, Chris was saying, and sometimes the worst things are the things that stand out for you mm-hmm. the most and it really i find myself saying those things more so than the positive things that i would like to get out there as well mm-hmm. um and i honestly think Mutant is like uh i think ign gave it like a six it has like a six out of ten on steam too and i i think that's really low man i would probably give it like a seven and a half out of ten mm. and it's I've talked about this since I started playing it a few weeks ago. It's too big. It is overscoped, but they have a lot of really good ideas that I think, and I think the IP is really cool to where if they came out with a second one and kind of took the ideas that worked really well and uh, worked on those rather than trying to make it like a cacophony of every game idea that they had just made it more succinct. I think it would be fantastic if they made it more like a almost like the old school Zelda games where it was like dungeon driven. Cause there's basically like four world eaters that are like basically eating the roots mm-hmm. of like this world tree mm-hmm. and you have to defeat all four of them. And if they made it to where those were uh, kind of, some of them are in their own like biomes. Like there's the last one is like a water. Uh, it's like this giant turtle thing. And then the creatures are freaking cool as hell. The, the art on it is insane and the animation. And I got kind of addicted to the photo mode and was posting them on Twitter as one does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's, it has a lot of great ideas. The The platinum trophy was not that fun. It has you mm-hmm. capture. It was it made me ashamed of my, I even told my son while I was doing it, I was like, don't ever get into trophies because they're stupid and i don't know why i'm doing this i'm literally <laughs> running around waiting for a glitter moth to spawn randomly so that i can pick it up um but i did it anyway because i'm shameless um but yeah if you i mean that game was on playstation plus so if you're looking for something to play and you have playstation plus or even if you don't like it's i would pay the 40 bucks or whatever it would cost nowadays to pick that up for sure kind of wish i wouldn't have waited on it but i guess by doing so i got it for free Uh, (laughs) exactly and then um i started high on life and this is kind of i mean this is the theme of our (laughs) episode i feel like and it's it's i i like to tell myself that i can separate the art from the artist and but i don't know that i can and i don't know that i ought to 
it's either. really hard when the artist is talking to you the whole fucking time <laughs> yeah well and that's the thing in this game it's actually really fun and i've never watched a single minute of rick and morty not because i'm like above it or anything i just don't it doesn't appeal to me so mm-hmm. uh I, maybe this is what the show is like but they swear all the time like and you guys know i don't i'm not uh you know <laughs> I've said it before, like if Angie and I are on the show, I know I have to mark it explicit because <laughs> we both swear all the time. Sorry to show and throw Angie under the bus, but she's not here. So uh, what you're saying is you're no prude. <laughs> exactly. And but this game is like, like all the time. It's just everything is swearing and it's really hard for me to like enjoy or appreciate any kind of humor when the only like adjectives that you're using are explicit words you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. for instance i fell in something that hurts is is like damaging to you and he goes get out of here this hurts like fuck and i'm like what does what's that mean like hurts like fuck like nobody (laughs) who says that what hurts like what what does that mean you know what I mean? I, mean, and I don't even want to think too hard about that because that's a bad time. Yeah. You, like, take that to its logical conclusion. But we can move on from this bad thought I just <laughs> But what I'm saying is it's just like I don't I don't know. It's maybe some people are enjoying it. and the gameplay is a lot of fun. And I'm not saying it doesn't have any funny parts or good moments. The gameplay is fun. I'm still playing it. I just got to a part where I'm rescuing these things that look like care bears, like sad yeah. care bears. <laughs> So that was kind of I was about ready to put it down. And then I was like, oh, I'll play one more like level or one more area and got to the next. Area and you're like rescuing these little like Care Bear things. And I was like, I can get into this. Like, <laughs> perhaps we'll see. Maybe I'll murder them all in, uh, you know, the next ensuing like hour or two. I don't know. It wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. But it's just it. I feel like when something bad happens with a person that's a creative person that you're like playing one of their products or experiencing one of their pieces of media, like it's, you analyze it more than you would otherwise. Like you, or at least I do, like you mm-hmm. start to psychoanalyze it. Like, Oh, this person, like, should I think this is funny? Cause it's like, they're obviously super fucked up. So like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? And I just, I don't know, man, it, it ruins my appreciation it's, for it. It's interesting with the, I guess, I'll, never mind. We'll talk about it later. I won't jump too hard into it, but yeah, it's, it is difficult, especially when like the character that, that is like one of the main characters is the problematic part, like artist. Um, the other aspect we're going to be talking about, they're very like detached from it now. So it's very interesting how, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is a hard question. Well, yeah. I'll, well, I'll... we'll, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit more later and obviously still playing uh super Mario. No Mario and Luigi superstar saga. We just got hand powers. Mario yes. has fire and, and we're trying to find the jellyfish sisters to upgrade said hand powers, but we're not sure how to do that. So I'm not sure if we can do that before we go to the next level or not. So it's kind of, it's one of those things where you're just like, uh, you know, God of War does this too. Like, I mean, RPGs do it all the time, but they put things in the 
place where you're like, I don't know how to get past that right now. Should I keep looking or should I go on, move on and yeah. hopefully find something that will make it easier and not waste, you know, an hour beating my head against the wall over this thing that I can't do anything with right now anyway. I think that's just a holdover from like how games used to be made where they just want people to play the game longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in this one, I don't know, man, I don't know how long it is. Uh, but we, uh, the princess landed in, uh, wherever we were before the Beanstar kingdom or whatever. I don't know. It's good. It's a great game as you both yeah, are. There's a lot know. of beans in that game, isn't there? Yeah. Beanstar, you pick up, uh, Chocola beans or was that mm-hmm. called? Chuckle beans. So then I started calling my son Chuckle Bean. Chuckle Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I come over and be like, "What's up, Chuckle Bean?" And then he'll get upset with me. But anyway, that game must have been developed by like a coffee or chocolate addict or something. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's—I I don't know—the humor in it's good, dude. It's mm-hmm. it's hitting or it's scratching an itch. That's. Uh, that was that uh, era where Treehouse was like firing on all cylinders with their localizations. Like, yeah, man. I don't. Really, that's they really had them down. I think about that a lot, dude. Like, how do you translate a story like that? Like, it, was there Mike some... Drucker was comedian Mike Drucker working at Treehouse at the time that they did that? I wonder. Let's find. I out don't even it. know. But it, like I don't know how you translate a story like that to make it funny in Japanese and English, like without yeah. some things getting lost in translation. And they did a fantastic job. It's a great game. Um. Anyway, I think is that all we have before the news? <laughs> it's the- all right, let's get into some news. Let's talk about this Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Was this? Did you guys know this was coming? This yeah. was news to me. This I, is uh, this is brand, hot off the press for Chris. Oh right, yeah, was, you're not a part of. <laughs> you've been hiding from social media, which is yeah. not a bad thing to do sometimes. Do you know what the most the delectable time. treat you can give me in the middle of a work week? <laughs> a Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, man. On a Wednesday, that's a good way to celebrate hump day. Uh, I pulled this from uh, Nintendo Life from a fella named Jim Norman, which sounds like an 85-year-old man, but he doesn't look to be that old. Anyway, there's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, February 8th, which will be old news. And I know I'm not saying this like to be uh, like cute or anything, but I honestly love... One of my favorite things is saying dumb things to predict what's on a Nintendo Direct and then having people listen to it two days later to see how stupid <laughs> we are. So what do you guys say? You want to do that? Yeah, I let think... me go first. I have a question. Go for it. Is Silk Song big enough to show up on a full Nintendo Direct or is that an indie? Is that an It indie already indie did. Direct? Oh, did? I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it debuted on a Direct. I don't know if it was a Nindie or if it was a Nintendo Direct, but I do. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. the first like, I saw Silk Song was. Could, I know, but isn't there like a differentiation? Yeah, the they do have the Indie. Yeah, there's an Indie Showcase and Nintendo Direct, I think. Anyways, but I'm I don't know. not to jinx myself. So Hollow Knight Silk Song will not be shown. 
That's my yeah. prediction. I, plus, didn't yeah. they say that's going to be at one of the Xbox showcases? So, didn't they say it's going to be on it's Game coming Pass? to Game Pass? But so they, I think it'll they, be on an Xbox thing. They that's the thing is like Nintendo was the first holder of the first trailer, right? So like it's well, it was announced an as a Nintendo thing. Switch and I think and PC, but like it was announced as a Switch game because Hollow Knight did so well on Switch. Yeah. The um, yeah, I think I, we should we should see it soon. <laughs> I remember playing Hollow Knight and I downloaded. How dare it. you! How dare you put that out into the world? I'll never. This game will never touch my Nintendo Switch, will it? Why no, you it will. It's definitely. It's a hundred percent coming to Switch. It's there's not. There's no world we live in that it's not. The fact is, no. we we got the Bethesda Xbox showcase at um, E3 last year, and they said every game that shown should be coming out in twelve months. Of course, things can get delayed, but we saw Silk Song there. So we know it should be it. It's dropped there. Yeah. I saw a warning sign. Yeah, I saw a warning sign too. I didn't. I did From just song, Chris. Coldplay. Yeah. Warning sign. Good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, anyway, so- <laughs> James was spieling about uh, Silk Song. I didn't know that was on an Xbox thing that Kate said within twelve months. Yeah, all games were going to be coming out within. 12 months of the uh, the showcase. So by all means, we should be seeing it tomorrow. If we don't see it, then yeah, it's probably going to show up on an Xbox thing. But I would assume that that's that's the most that's the closest thing we've ever gotten to a Silk Song release date. Um, So I I really, really, (laughs) really hope we see it because are they going to shadow drop it or just talk about it? Because we've seen so much of that game. I don't or not think so much shadow of it, but... drop it. They, we've seen two trailers. But I mean, yeah, yeah, well, you're right. What no, if did? This is the thing is like that. That's the tier of game where you you just say, Chris, it's out now <laughs> you've been foaming at the mouth for years. Happy. April 3rd. You know? Well, if they shadow dropped it tomorrow, it wouldn't be April 3rd. Yeah, I was like, I, know, I, 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 I told you, I'm not putting that out in the world. What I'm oh. saying is, it will eventually come out. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. You, you, it's it's going to shadow drop. The words, the, words, the words Hollow Knight Silk Song will be shown tomorrow at E3, at whatever, Nintendo Direct. There's no E3 anymore, basically. There's no, there's, they're not leaving my lips outside of the context of me saying that they're not leaving my lips. Fair okay. enough. I, th- I, I think we'll, speak, I will not jinx it. I cannot speak it into the world. I, I think we'll finally it. see a date for it. And I think the date's going to be soon. It'll be like within a month. I think they're going to talk about the switch too for the more majority of the 40 minutes. Do you think so? Because they think that, that they mentioned that it's going to be things coming out in the, the first half of this year. Do you think we're going to see a switch too this year? And it, you can only play uh, tears of the kingdom on the switch too. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just got a job. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was the case, people would be so fucking people angry. would, and then they go out and buy it anyway. Is, you know they. I would. work yeah. remote, and so I'll just find a GameStop with Wi-Fi out of it, outside of it, and buy a tent, and just sit there. There you go. That's a great idea, dude. I, I would will do line that up same tomorrow. Thing. 
You could actually just use your cell phone as a hotspot. Did I ever tell you how I accidentally bought two Switches on the day the Switch launched? <laughs> no. <laughs> I pre-ordered one, and then uh, I but I pre-ordered the uh, play uh, the um, Breath of the Wild at a different store because they were doing pre-orders at the time for Breath of the Wild, and I, I only got the Switch at the time that I pre-ordered it. So I just two different stores, like an idiot. So I went to uh, Walmart, got my Switch, and I went to Best Buy where I had pre-ordered Breath of the Wild, and they weren't open yet. So I was like, oh, all right. So I, I had breakfast at some like bre- like breakfast place, and then I walked over and got in line. I was like the third person in line there because it, they opened at 10 that morning. And uh, some lady came out and was like, what color Switch do you want? I was like, the multicolored one. <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me a sheet of paper. I walked in and got my uh, second switch and uh, my second or my copy of Breath of the Wild. Nice. I, I gave the switch to my girlfriend at the time because she also wanted one but had to work. So, dude, that sounds like the easiest way anybody's ever gotten anything on release. I, I it was so weird. I was just like, is isn't there supposed to be like a massive line of people? Yeah. Maybe oh, maybe they've all pre-ordered so they're not concerned and then yeah no it was wow crazy anyway that that's besides the point nintendo direct tomorrow do you think we're gonna see metroid oh i fucking hope so man i wait I, maybe we'll see the here's, here's, trilogy i said i wouldn't get political but here here we go has it been long enough of the war in ukraine for them to move forward with advanced wars finally I think so. I think Advance Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. That was supposed to drop soon, wasn't it? Yeah. Or like they was supposed, well, to no, it's supposed to. It's supposed to drop last year. Yeah. And they they held it because of, you know, yeah, the world. Um, yeah. I'm reading from Jason Finelli over at GameSpot.com in their story about the upcoming direct. And it does say that the eShop page was uh, updated last week for the Advance Wars remake. So that that could imply that something's happening pretty soon for that. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I I do think they're going to... It's been six years since the... Almost six years since the first Switch came out. I feel like we got to hear something about the Switch Pro soon, right? I think we're going to hear about it maybe mid... Like closer to the end of the year because didn't okay so we got the switch and it the news about the switch and the turnaround to when we got the switch was pretty quick wasn't it it? was real quick yeah so i think they're gonna gonna pull something like that again and i think we're gonna see a switch if we're gonna see it this year it's gonna be by the end of this year like november according to google imore.com says Nintendo's consoles have an average life cycle of 5.6 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember looking well it all up uh, a, like a month or two ago. And just because I was curious about where we sat with it. And I think a lot of their consoles release end of year in the uh, November area, October, November, but also, um, yeah, it's it's around five to six years is when uh, the they transition out. So it's uh, with the exception of like the Wii U, which was just a, a mistake on all fronts. But <laughs> well, this has got to be I mean, this is certainly 
we'll hit six months or six years. Six years. Yeah, this next is, month. Yeah, this is. I think it was March thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was March. I know that. Yeah. Anyway. Here's the thing: it could be the literal same piece of hardware and just have like the faster load times that I get on the Series X, and I, I would be fine. I just need it to load a little bit faster. Yeah, that's it. That's dude. I'm not feeling. I care about now. I'm not saying they don't need to upgrade their hardware, but I'm not really feeling what everybody else is saying that like that they need a new Switch now. I think, and James brought this up when he was playing Pokemon, like, and to. If I remember correctly, you weren't you didn't really think it was a hardware problem. You thought it was more like a game optimization problem. Yeah, exactly. So and I think I mean, they're going to run into the problem. We all know. I mean, the next switch or whatever the next iteration of Nintendo hardware is needs to come out sooner rather than later. But I don't I don't think we're in dire straits, I guess, is what I'm saying. There's plenty of good shit to play on the switch to this day, man. So uh, is there anything that we haven't seen that you guys want to see. I do think it would be crazy if there was like some Metroid prime Four. yeah. Yeah. That, At least that, a trailer, a new title screen. Yeah. A new, uh, yeah. <laughs> a exactly. title screen where they add a subtitle and that's yeah. it. They're like, we've spent years figuring out what the subtitle. <laughs> we nailed Metroid it this prime time. Metroid be. prime four got, we were working on this game. <laughs> Do we get the uh, if if there's any news of Metroid Prime Four? There's also news of the Metroid Prime Remake. HD, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I really I, want. I, I, I think, never played I any think of if them. anything, we're gonna see. If anything, we'll see the remake of Prime One over seeing Prime Four. But I really hope we see Prime Four. Yep, agreed. All but, right then. Yeah, well, that's another thing that could be just waiting for the they might be like pretty much done and they're like, yeah, it's not gonna run a switch. We need a switch too. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what if we get Resident Evil 4 remake, but you have to stream it off the internet announcement? Oh my god. Oh yeah. I bet that'll <laughs> I don't know that it'll happen tomorrow, but that'll that'll happen like six months after Yeah, it'll happen six months after it's released, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about remakes and I was like, this'll, this'll be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Have y'all anyway. ever do- dove into any of their streaming games? Like no. Control, I, I know was, I never I did. Either. I, I played them on consoles where that's just, they run. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's not a slight. If this is your only console that you yeah. have, then it makes yeah. sense, right? Like, for sure. Hey, I want to experience this game. I only have a switch because I don't have the disposable income to buy multiple mega consoles. Yeah, um, I respect it for sure. But I also think like. I wouldn't I don't want to play those like in-depth action games handheld and when i think of my switch i think of it as a handheld first thing and mm-hmm. i know this is probably a me thing because i i just like handhelds better in general but like unless it's like a very specific game i'm almost never playing my switch on the tv yeah no yeah, I, I play I, it mostly handheld I, yeah, i'll only you, play it on the tv if i'm playing in the living room and then i might as well just like, throw what am it I up on the tv well yeah. and, then, and i i do like the stance of like this is a more affordable system and if you're gonna have one system 
I would probably make it the Switch if I could only have one. And so then yeah. it's like, hey, I would love the opportunity to play Resident Evil 2 Remake. I can kind of get away with that. I would love to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Why do they need... Don't say things you can't pay back, Chris. They couldn't optimize... Nobody wants to play Kingdom Switch. Hearts 3. <laughs> Here, I played a couple of levels of Kingdom Hearts 3, and I stopped, and I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan, so... I'm big enough, apparently. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I, w- I was a big Kingdom Hearts fan when I was 17. Yeah. Uh, 33, so do the math. Anyway, yeah, I was a big Harry Potter fan when I was a kid. Yeah, speaking of which, good, great segue, James. Great segue. <laughs> no problem. I would like to start with the news story by GameSpot.com staff sure. on GameSpot.com. How to help trans people by donating to charity. Trans people are often the targets of abuse and violence. Here's how you can help. The Wizarding World franchise made famous by the Harry Potter novels and films is getting a big budget video game adaptation soon with the release of Hogwarts Legacy. However, the game's release has taken place in the shadow of the franchise's creator. J.K. Rowling has become a prominent anti-transgender activist using her considerable reach to consistently attack and belittle both individual transgender people and trans identity more broadly. As a marginalized group, trans people are disproportionately targets of harassment and violence. In the United States and elsewhere, there's an organized political activism centered around denying medical treatment and safe spaces to trans people. The consistent abuse contributes to an unhealthy environment for trans people leading to higher than average rates of mental illness, mental health issues, sorry, I went on autopilot there, and self-harm. Trans people need support and care, and that need will persist long past the release of any video game. Please donate to one of the following places. National Center for Transgender Equality, Transgender Law Center, The Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline, and glad thank you for listening and in that same article there's how to get free cosmetic cosmetics by linking your wb games account to the harry potter fan club which is kind of weird (laughs) Weird choice um so the news story that you have queued up is the review scores have dropped yeah, yeah. And which I do thought you know was... the one website that it, I didn't see a review from yet? What's that? Games Gamespot doesn't have a review up. They have like the the like guide, you know, the search result SEO stuff linked up, but I didn't see a review posted yet. So there's there was an interesting thing uh, on Twitter the other day because well, I was I've been stuck on Twitter. <laughs> um, I've been seeing a lot of news around that uh, only few, only select companies got review copies. A lot of people uh, received their review copies after like the, the pre-review, like the, oh. the embargo was released. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. early review copies seem to have been given to a lot of groups that would favor in a positive outlook for the Hogwarts legacy. Um, whether that's true or not, that is seemingly what has occurred. It's not, I'm not here to say that Hogwarts Legacy is a bad game. I've not played Hogwarts Legacy. I don't, I do not have the early adopters edition where you can play it three days early. Um, this is just what I've 
read off the internet. Um, so it seems a lot of people didn't get review copies and a lot of companies that were going to review it. A lot of companies have also said they're put a stance saying they will not be reviewing it. And that's a pretty insane and like, hey, power to them stance. But you got to remember, like, these are companies that uh, these are websites that make money off of clicks and views. And when you have a massive uh, franchise getting a massive game uh, being released at the very beginning of the year, you want those clicks and views. So they're losing a lot of money by not having any content for it. So that's a powerful stance. And I'm not saying any negativity towards them. If they they want to make a stand, I think that's all the power to them. Um, so yeah, that well, kind of where yeah. so I was going. I was more surprised that the game was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's why I put it there, not to really. I mean, I knew we would eventually get into the topic of. I just how much I think of a it's important is, to. I I don't want to start with whether or not people should play the game. I have a lot of friends who like their literal entire childhood and like into college and like parts of their adult life where it's like comparable to like the way I am with like Pokemon, but like more so I can't, yeah. I can't even think of a fandom that I have that's comparable to these people. And like, they have my love and respect. I judge not for them wanting to play this video game. I'm so happy that they're going to be happy playing this video game. I'm lucky to be in a position where I thought the Harry Potter books were fine when I read them very late. I read them all in college I didn't buy, I was like a shitty kid who was contrarian as hell. And so like when everyone was into Harry Potter, I was like, that's dumb. Um, which is why I don't have it baked in my blood and bones the way that people of our age range do to love this world. Right. And so I'm, it's like, I have the vaccine. I'm inoculated to it. And so I just want to start by saying, we need to wrap our arms in love around the trans people in our lives. And for me doing that is starting out by saying, here are the resources to be supportive of these folks in your life. Now, I hope the video game's good. People work so hard to make video games. Working very briefly in a small part of a, a like a software company for the last six months, I could not fathom developing a video game. I can barely fathom figuring out how to move a file from one database to another database. It's all complicated shit. People worked really hard on this. I don't want to take away from that. And the fact that it's being celebrated with generally positive review scores is great for everyone who worked on the game and is great for the hard work of the developers and hopefully creates a number of opportunities for all of the people who worked on this. I'm probably yeah. not going to play it because I don't really care about Harry Potter that much, but I want to create space for people to both love the trans folks in their life and want to play the new Harry Potter game. Yeah. I don't James, how do you feel about, or was Harry Potter like big for you? When I was, I think I was in grade five when I got my first Harry Potter book and uh, I read the shit out of it. I, I loved it. It was, I was the weird outcast kind of kid and I had way too much imagination. Everybody thought I was kind of weird. I had a few friends, but not a ton. I was never really popular. 
so Harry Potter spoke to me because, hey, it's a story about some kid who's not popular and is treated poorly by his family and lives in a box under the stairs uh, and uh, becomes a very significant, important person in a big magical world. And that sounds amazing to yeah, a where's, where's uh, your eight-year-old kid or 10-year-old kid. Um, and so, yeah, I really... I really bought into it and I loved those books. Like I grew up reading them all when the movies came out. I didn't like the movies. I, I genuinely didn't like them until like the, the last couple movies. And I was like, ah, it's kind of, these aren't too bad, but I haven't, I've never gone back to watch the movies deliberately on purpose ever. And I probably won't. Um, but the books were huge for me and yeah. uh, it's a, plot that's riddled with plot holes uh riddled with like weird errors and weird choices but as a kid reading it that didn't matter and it was just a fun world and experience where you felt accepted no matter who you were you felt like you could get the backs of of uh you you felt like you were a family with all the characters and i think where chris is talking about like his his friends, people that grew up with it and got really into it. I think that's what everybody shares. They share that like fandom with it. And it means a lot to it. It's I've been reading stories about people saying like Harry Potter saved their life multiple times on the internet. They just don't yeah. want me to talk. I see how it is. They're silencing James. <laughs> all right. I, it's all good. It's all good. I'll just say I grew up. I loved Harry Potter. I don't really care about Harry Potter that much anymore. I was excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I do want to make a con make a comment here too because I looked it up. So when Hogwarts Legacy was in development, it likely started in 2018. Uh, we got the first information uh, about it between uh, 2020 and 2023. So like it that time we knew about it it was being worked on so when you get an ip like harry potter and a studio is working on it it's a massive undertaking you and you started in like 2018 that's a that's a long lead time to be working on a game and it finally comes out in 2023 so that's what five years um standard game development but in 2020 is when jk rowling first started her tirade against trans people. And so could you imagine being working on a game for two years that people are like, love, love the franchise and everything's going well. And then two years in the original author of the franchise starts making horrible comments about people and then starts writing like an anti-trans manifesto and all that garbage that followed afterwards. Um, and imagine, just imagine the people working there and how shitty that must be to know that your game is going to come out with scorn and animosity and you have no control over it. It's like, I just, I can't fathom the struggles. So it's like, what, like Chris said, like the people who worked on this game, they poured a lot of effort into a game that wasn't drenched in hatred when they started and then still had to work through it afterwards. Right. Yeah, I feel, and that's, I mean, I, I agree. I, I feel like it, my, the reason, I was surprised it was good. I 
honestly thought <laughs> this game would get like a seven out of ten, like to be quite honest with you. And then it would be almost like a non-issue because there's so many yeah. good games out there um, that were like, you know, Potter fans would play it. But then us like gamer people would not feel like the pull to play it. But I'm, I'm with I'm kind of in between the two of you. Like it wasn't like part and parcel to my upbringing, but I'm also older than y'all. I got into it with the movies and then read the books and thought both were fantastic. Um, And then obviously this stuff kind of taints the waters, which brings us to our mostly normal question. How easy is it for you to separate the art from the artist? And I think like, I mean, I'll just finish what I was. It's, it's hard. I think, I think it taints it to me. It's like not super easy to not think about the shit while you're, playing it that it's going to a because i mean she's gonna see money from this game but at the same time you like to support developers like you mentioned james like they were working hard on it for two plus years before she started being a psychopath or at least being public about her psychopathy yeah and uh so it's just hard man i think i don't know if you y'all have strong opinions on it i like i'm not gonna be playing the game Probably not. Like maybe if like it comes to like uh, a free platform, maybe I'll check it out. But there's I've and I'd have to have like nothing else that is driving me to want to play. Um, I'm just not super interested in it anymore. Yeah. The um, the separating the art from the artist is interesting because like I I have a background in visual arts and I had a big like I like my schooling was majority of my schooling was art history and when you're looking at art history you're looking at ancient pieces of uh, not ancient but hundreds of years old the artists are all dead a lot of them are shitty human beings and were shitty human beings i mean like you look at pablo picasso uh mentally abused women uh and took advantage of them you've got um caravaggio um who did he stabbed people. He was arrested for assault. And he's the father of Cheroscuro, which is like the high contrast black and, and light, like dark and, and light. He's like, you've got these, even in comic books, you got Bob Kane, the father of the creator of the quote unquote creator of Batman, who literally just only named the character and took everything from uh, Bill Finger, who is the really the real creator of Batman. So like art artists do shitty things all the time and do and just and people can look past it a lot of the times because guess what? All those people are dead. And by looking at uh, a painting that's done by Pablo Picasso, you can look at it and enjoy like the cubist, um, the father of cubism and like take a look, take it all in and be like, this is an incredible piece. And not have to worry about like, I wonder how Pablo Picasso feels or like how the like the damn like you don't have to you separate it. It's just what that piece means to you and how you are experiencing it. But when we get into stuff like Harry Potter and stuff like that, you're looking at she's still alive and every bit of that HP content is fueling her to be famous and have a platform and while she has a platform she can spread her hatred in whatever means that she wants because she is wealthy and powerful now 
which is super ironic because she came from a really abusive relationship and and had nothing next to nothing when she wrote the first book. And now she is standing on top of the world and pissing on a marginalized people. So when you buy this game, whether you whether she had anything to do with it, she is uh getting money out of it right like she is getting we're promoting her uh world which allows her to promote her hatred so i guess i have a hard time separating it in this regard Hmm. um agreed i like video games Here's the thing about this game. I was never going to play it. I buy video games that I'm never going to play. And it was never going to make like the buy it threshold. I've never, I've still haven't played control. I it's sitting right there. Like I was never going to get around to it. So like it's, it's a non issue for me about like, Oh, I'm like standing by my morals and not playing the new Harry Potter game. It's like, I just, I don't care. And I'm not going to, I wasn't going to engage with it anyways. I want my friends who are going to derive a lot of joy and happiness from it to be able to do that. But I want to protect and care for the people who she's harming. So, um, yeah. Separating the art from the artist, my favorite rapper for a really long time was Kanye West. So how do you think I'm feeling lately? Like, Yeah. And I I mean, that's, yeah, I still, now that you say that, I listen to his music all the time. I don't think it's a yes or no answer. I don't think it's a black and white answer. I think it's a a scale of how you grade it and how like, because like if it's a living artist, they're making money off of you enjoying it. Right. So, and if they're using their platform to be bad or be in that straight crazy, like Kanye, um, then I don't know, like, where, where do you stand when you uh, either you have to, like, accept only like, I'm only going to enjoy the stuff that I already have that is not going to promote or affect them? Or am I going All to just of his stuff is on streaming? Turkey? Like, yeah. I, the Kanye question, I don't want to trust me, like, I, I can talk about this forever. But like, <laughs> the thing, the reason I think Kanye is an interesting case study for this is the dude's rap career, his rap songs are just about him at the end of the day. He's talking about himself, you know? He has an outro track on his first album that's like nine minutes long of his just like biography about how he broke into the rap industry, right? And so at a certain point, like you're listening to a hateful person, a person who said Hitler had some good ideas talk about how great they are, how they're the best person ever. They're the best person to be in their artistic field ever. Their struggles are so important and they overcame them. Right. And like, I I have a problem where like multiple quotes I use in a day are from Kanye West songs. And then I catch myself and want to die. So I cannot separate the art from the artist. 
I, it doesn't make sense to me. The energy and beliefs and subconscious quirks and nuances of a person go into the art they're making. To me, art is a part of a person and not some separate object that's been put out in the world for like private observation separated from where it's sourced from. And so, no, I, what do you mean separate the art from the artist? You know, like I, I've, I, this is a thing I've thought about for a long time, a long, long time. Like rappers do horrible shit sometimes violent shit and there are children who i used to work with at the runway and homeless youth center who would say this is my favorite musician and it would be someone like takashi six nine or something and i would have to set aside the fact that that person has done violence to people in a broad categorical sense and say okay you're deriving some value from this and this person's maybe helping you stay alive to kind of pull back on what James was saying about Harry Potter saving people's lives. But to, to separate the art from artist, I don't think is possible. It's you accept the fact that a flawed, if not evil person created the art and it still has value despite that potentially. And that's a hard thing to sit with, but I've been, I've been puzzling through this for years. And I have OCD, so I think about it a lot. Yeah. So I've I have a follow up to this. Then, if uh, is, because separating the art from the artist is 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 a good question. It's a good question to ask yourself every once in a while when you're engaging with art. I think to some degree it is possible. To other degrees, it's not. Um, I believe that uh, it's just you have to. Sorry. It's it's so uh, the wormholes that you'll jump through to try and like figure out what is right and what is wrong and the moral morality of it all. But people change, right? So people change over time. They develop different opinions. They change their opinions. They change their beliefs depending on uh, what they're presented to um, as, as, as they get older. Um, one would assume that uh, maybe J.K. Rowling had no hatred for transgender people or no concern of transgender being a problem in her life for whatever it is while she wrote those books. And then a few years, she starts developing like, oh, I don't like how this is going or I don't like how that makes me feel or I don't like uh, because it's only becoming more and more prevalent in, in our culture recently. And it's, it's not that it was it never existed. It has existed for years and years and years, but it's becoming a more mainstay thing as we are becoming more accepting of it and more, hey, this is not, this is not a constant. Uh, how people believe they are, like genders are not uh, black and white. It's not a binary thing. It's a fluid thing. There's a spectrum and people align themselves at different points on it. And we shouldn't, say no you're you have to be this because of what equipment you've been born with um so if people change and people develop what if in two years she changes her mind comes out 
has a huge heartfelt apology and she starts making um, amends or whatever. There are still going to people be people that hate her regardless, but she is taking the steps. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying it's, it, it is true, but if we believe that that's possible, that she can make uh, amends to the way she is, who's to say that uh, like it's a, it's a vice, like it goes both ways. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's such a hard thing to like, hate people because uh, you can hate what they've done to you. Right. And you can not forgive them for what they've done to you. And I think that's trans people are feeling that right now. And I think we have to support them in any means necessary. And maybe it's, we don't make more Harry Potter shit. Maybe, maybe big companies, but the sad thing is people are going to buy it because they mm -hmm. want more of that content. And we just have to, it, people are going to buy it and we can't solely hate on the people that want to enjoy things that make them happy. We can't uh, accuse them of being um, transphobic because they yeah. want to play a game that is based on a world that they fell in love with and helped them through hard times. Like we can't pin everything on, Jake, like every everything that this is hundreds of people worked on this game and we're saying it's it's evil because of one woman who did nothing to do with this game other than create a series that it's based off of. Yeah, and it's just, it's such a hard thing. Like, I'm not going to play it. I have no real interest in playing it, but it doesn't mean that we should immediately lash out at people who want to. Um, I think we should hate you. <laughs> I think we can separate the art from the artist in this regard. Um, but I think everybody's got to start stepping back and taking things in stride and not just making jumping to conclusions and maybe talking it out with each other. If like a trans person has a problem with somebody playing it, maybe they have to have a conversation with them in a neutral setting, rather not a hostile, aggressive setting. Cause that's as soon as you come in with aggression, um, the person playing that game or the, the person is going to be on the defense, right? And they're going to immediately have to defend themselves, which is it's turned into a fight now, right? It's not, hey, did you know that X, Y, and Z has made me feel this way and this is this is a lot of pain and so you playing this game is, you know what I mean? Like, like you have to have like a conversation where everybody's equal and uh, I know it's really hard when trans people are still just still fighting to be equal. And I don't know this, this whole game is just, I've been really emotional the last couple of days and Twitter mm. has not helped it. Word. <laughs> yeah. I think I guess my favorite questions to ask sometimes are the ones that are a little bit more ambiguous and don't necessarily have, uh, right or wrong answer i think it's up to interpretation i think it presents a good one so thank you for participating um i do like i am open to other arguments around the art from artist thing but i just my personal stance with it is pretty solidified dude I if you from the audience i like yeah. genuinely want to like i will 
we have a Slack channel that feeds the Twitter <laughs> mentions for the podcast, and I will be paying attention to it. If people are answering on Twitter, I want to hear like what people's relationship with that is. Yeah, for sure. I would that and uh, also how wrong we are about um, our <laughs> Nintendo prediction. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, Chris, like, and I'm not. I, I guess just I have a hard time ending on a serious note, as you probably have noticed by now. But if you can hear Gold Digger come on and not start bobbing your head, I don't know how. That would be possible. Wait, did Kanye write Gold Digger? Yeah, dude. Yeah, one of the all-time fucking slaps. One of the worst decisions I ever made in my entire life as a white man was deciding drunkenly that Gold <laughs> Digger was the one song that could get me up to do karaoke with my yes. friends. I, I'm very yes. shy. And do you know what? how many times the n-word is in that song oh yeah yeah. Um, i guess that's probably a bad idea so not a great karaoke pick for no chris circa 2013 it's so funny i didn't even know the n-word was in that song because my introduction to the song was through weird al yankovic how white can i be (laughs) and and it's from polkarama and he, he changes the lyrics to be um uh she, she ain't nothing what is it she ain't nothing but a gold digger because she ain't messing with no broke folk and uh, i just thought that was the lyrics <laughs> oh you didn't think it was broke a brokes as the censored version goes no. broke broke folk <laughs> broke uh, folks. well i think we ought to get out of here before we yeah. lose another connection because this editing is going to be a disaster case for me good luck, uh, good luck. yeah thank you <laughs> uh anyway please uh listener there let us know your thoughts on our discussion today you can hit us up on twitter at mn gamers podcast email us podcast at mostly normal gamers.com mn gamers.substack.com you can go to to check out our newsletter 507-291-2991 you can text me your angry comments uh anonymously um if you want to find the rest of us on the interwebs, you can find me at Johnny Samsonite. You can find Angie at Stellar Smalls. Chris, where can people find you? Uh, at the email mostly normal monthly newsletter at mmgamers.substack.com. Uh, they could probably or, leave a comment on your article and then... Yeah, uh, that's a great way to interact with me. Otherwise, yeah, you could express your displeasure at the- on Twitter... And, uh, oh, I posted the newsletter to my Tumblr, too. So, vgoccasion.tumblr.com. Nice. Nice. James, how about you, man? I'm at Butlord Primus pretty much everywhere. So All the places. All the places. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today, y'all. And um, hopefully I get this edit together in some way that's (laughs) somewhat, uh, or what are you, listenable, I guess? For lack of a better term. <laughs> for, of all of the episodes to have multiple technical difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Split it into multiple files to edit. <laughs> and it's right during the, poor, the worst. The worst. Case poor James is <laughs> in the middle of saying something and it's like, so then I'm going to have to try that. Together. It'll be a good time. Can't wait. Yeah. Anyway. Excellent. We'll, we'll catch y'all next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>